uh, ready to go. We're two minutes early. We've oh. made up for our uh, terrifically bad integrity last week. Come on, man. It wasn't that bad, was it? Dude, it was terrible. We were so late. Um, and we're here. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the 11th, Legs 11, uh, KYD podcast. It's a great, uh, you know, great podcast for us to do, I think, because we've just come off a program. Um, we've been mm-hmm. very deep in the work the last, you know, week. Uh, had 35 guys on a three-day program, which I think will be awesome. But before we do that, uh, I got an email from one of our clients today uh, just with some uh, feedback around the podcast that I'd just like to start us with. Uh, and his feedback was, uh, whoever that guy is who's uh, doing the podcast with you uh, or interviewing you, he needs to keep his glasses off. That, that's it. Yeah. Yeah, I just wanted to start the podcast with that. Okay, then. Yeah. <laughs> it's a great start. Thinking maybe I should get the glasses back on. No, 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 we, we, John, the customers are telling us what they want. The I, people I, are telling us what they want. I don't know where I can possibly go with that. Like, yeah. you know, what is that? What does that mean? I think you should leave the podcast. Does that mean he's got episode. great eyes and he want, he likes looking deep into my eyes? Sure. Create that. There you go. There you go. Um, what would you like to talk about? Wow. Um, I like that I've just put that in your space. As yeah, I'm like, I, I really like the glasses too. I thought that was, that was great. Yeah. Well, Excuse keep owning your style, man. <laughs> you do, you right. do you. All right, buddy. I'd love to know who that feedback was from. Yeah. That'd well, be, it's confidential. Yeah. Not after this podcast. Yeah. <laughs> That's for sure. All right, dude. Uh, EP 11. We should make a wish. Should we? Why? Yeah, man. Podcast 11. You know the whole thing, 11-11? Want to make a wish? Okay. Can we do that on podcast 1,111? Oh, really? Could yeah, like... Really. It, we're not there yet. Oh, all right. It's only 11 o'clock right now, not 11-11. I thought we were pretty close, though. But anyway. We're a, we're a while away. Uh, all right, man. Well, uh, where do we begin? We, we should probably begin with what just was. Yes. Uh, that was a pretty gigantic weekend. Yeah. 35, 35 guys? Yeah, 35 at its peak. 35 guys all on Zoom for three days. Yeah, we spent it. We probably spent what we spent. We spent nine hours the first day, probably 10 hours and probably 11 hours. So, yeah, what's that? Nine, that's, that's 30 hours. 30 hours on Zoom. Across three days, that was it. Was a big weekend, and it goes fast. You know, yeah. it, really, it really does feel like it goes fast. Um, so yeah, I just wanted to know like how you're feeling from the weekend because mm. like you spoke really, like you spoke for thirty hours, pretty much. It's uh, a lot of talking, and that's a lot, yeah. a lot, a lot of talking, a lot of talking. Uh, and I feel like you were probably in the most flow that you've ever been in a container. Yeah, um, I definitely hit a patch. I definitely hit a pin in. Um, I get, I usually, there's like, there's patches of facilitation that I get into where it's really not me talking. It's like, you know, we talk a lot about the hero and the hero energy and the hero within us all. It's really like, it's like that you go know, 500,000 years ago and that there'd be a similar element to his energy and his personality, right? Because it's like that, that masculine mm. presence. Right. And so you can argue, okay, well, there's a part within us all, which is a mortal, because even though we're all uniquely different, we all show up in similar ways. Now that, 
you know, energy. And I really don't mean this in a woo-woo way. It's just like there's particular times within a container where I can tap into something which is, you know, way deeper than us all. Um, and it'd be the same thing as like, you know, you'd have Kanye or Jay-Z or Beyonce or Taylor Swift or whoever it is who just gets into these pockets of creativity as a as an artist. And you'll often hear artists talk about their muse, right? They feel like something comes over them and they feel like they're writing words which aren't them. And so every container, usually once or twice a container, I'll get into a pocket like that. And it's just like, it's just raw logos. Like it's just raw mm. truth. And there's nothing in the way from the guy who's receiving the truth. And so it's like, I'm just saying things which are really penetrating his soul. Uh, and you can like see his soul coming out of the darkness as we're talking. Uh, and it's, it's always the coolest shit to do. Cause it's like, as it's happening, I mean, as it's happening, I'm, I'm, I'm nowhere. I'm like just where I am. But then afterwards I'm like, that was really hectic. Yeah. Cause it's like, it's really cool to be able to do the work that we do. Right. Cause we're just fucking sitting at home on a Friday night on zoom. And some dudes like whole life is changing in an incredible way before our eyes. But what happened on the, the beauty of the weekend was on the second day, it was the sustained period of time. Cause I was really there for five hours, mm. um, probably, probably four hours intensely and five hours, you know, total. And it's usually, you know, half an hour, half an hour there an hour, like an hour, an hour. Um, so that was awesome. And it was cool to be able to go through that. And the, the best part of it all is it's like those periods are getting more frequent and they're getting deeper. And they're getting longer, which is awesome, right? Because like we're all growing exponentially. And I kind of explain this to the guys on the weekend. It's like with the work that we do around kind of clearing negative emotions, it's like each time you clear a negative emotion, every other negative emotion that you have buried in your basement is watching you go through this process, right? Like you are the king in your own life and you have all these subjects. Therefore, like each time you successfully integrate a negative emotion, you make the rest of like what you've got buried feel safe or feel safer. And so then, you know, parts which are, which wouldn't have normally felt safe to come out now come out. You do the same thing with then and you make the basement feel even safer. So even more people come out mm. do the same thing. Basement feels even safer and even more people come out. And so what happens is you start growing exponentially. And that's why one, I don't think anyone else has figured out how to do that, which is really exciting. Uh, and two, it's why a month feels like a long time for us, right? Like, you know, just for context, we were in America. It's the fourth month of the year. So we were in America two months ago. Man, that, you know, that feels like a good six months ago. Dude, level two was three months ago, right? And that feels like, that genuinely feels like two years ago for me, right? Like we're, we're coming up, our, this Friday is our one year anniversary of our first ever container. And that feels like a decade ago. So what are you saying here? What I'm saying is the beauty of our work is that we figured out how to grow in an exponential way where it's like compound interest. It's like you're growing. It's actually way deeper than compound interest. It's like, as we grow, our ability to grow gets better, right? And so each time we take a step forward, our ability to take the next step gets easier. Mm. And so- goes faster and faster and faster and faster and faster and faster. Yeah. Okay. Um, which is awesome. It's like a really I, cool place to be. I feel like I struggle with 
correlating that with exponential growth. Yes. I actually feel like it's sometimes time passing me by. Mm. Like See, it, it doesn't it doesn't occur to me as that. It, it's so fast, and the, but the way you put it is interesting. Mm. You know the way like now I actually have new perspective, and I know you've always said, "Hey man, you're growing at an exponential rate," but I sometimes I, I find it difficult to recall like what was two months ago, what was three months ago. Yeah. And, and that's we, because that's because we are in such deep experiences all the time. That makes sense. Right. It's like, cause, cause when you're in, when you're in a space like the container, everyone in the room is, is paying. Cause I think flow happens for a couple of different reasons. I think there's the scientific version of flow, which is like, let's say you're climbing a rock face, like, you know, what's his name? Honold, who was in Free Solo, which is an incredible documentary. Mm -hmm. uh, he was in such a deep place of flow. And the reason his flow was so deep is because it's like his brain has to pay so much attention to what's happening right now that all of the resources that would go to thinking, go to vision and movement, mm. and hearing and all that sort of stuff. And so you reach this place called flow because your brain's like, we don't need to know how fast time is moving right now because we need all of our attention on not falling off this cliff, right? So that's, that's the kind of scientific rationale behind flow. And I think you can combine that with a sense of spiritual flow, which is I'm, I feel like, and it's an experience, it's something you can, you can never really prove it. I feel like where I am right now is the perfect place for me to be in my life. This very second, mm -hmm. I am in a perfect place right now. I am completely in alignment as a human being with what's happening right now. And I'm, it's like, I'm doing what feels like the most meaningful thing I could be doing in the universe in this second. And you combine that with the kind of mental flow. And I think that's where like crazy shit starts happening. And I really think that all great people, all great athletes, musicians, whatever it is, did you, did you just have a sound go off? I thought that was you. Dude, I am, I am, I am prepared. Uh, I'll let you figure that out. Yeah. Um, I think all great creative comes from the combination of those two aspects of flow. Mm. Um, so with us in, in our programs, we're in such deep time because everyone's so present that again, that time thing goes out the window. And so for us, like the container, like the, the, the difference between day one and day two feels like, you know, a long time. Yeah. Right. And so you combine that with all the work we're doing as an individual and how much we're shifting. It's like our ability to tell even what day of the week it is, even what week of the year it is, just goes out the window because we're spending so much of our time in flow that it's very hard to keep track of time. Mm. Um, and a year genuinely feels like a decade ago. And that's because like, you know, if you if you think about who you were a year ago, right? So you're coming to your first Melbourne container. If you just even spend 30 seconds thinking about that guy. And then you think about the growth that you went under in this 12 months versus like the three or four years beforehand, I would argue, and I reckon I'd be right. You've grown more in the last 12 months than you probably did in a couple of years leading up to that point. Mm -hmm. Right. And what will start happening is you'll start growing more in a month than you used to in a year. Like I would say I'll probably grow more every three months now than I used to in a full year of my life, right? Like think about all the growth you've gone through since level two to now, Yeah. right? All the stuff in America, all the stuff around authority, like all that stuff, like that chunk is probably what used to happen in a year. And then it's like eventually gets to the point where you do what you did in a month and what you used to do in a year. And then it starts getting crazier and crazier. So 
I, I feel like it does have something to do with meaningful work. You yes. know, like the more, the more meaningful the work feels, the more energy I have to give to it, the more output, the more concentration, the more focus. Yep. And when I'm, when that happens, it's like I'm already growing at such an exponential rate, uh, exponential rate because I'm pushing. It's not even that I'm pushing myself. I'm just in situations that require me to grow. Yeah. Yeah. That's I think it's like. even, I just think it's even deeper than that. I think like, again, Jordan Peterson has a whole chapter on this in 12 rules for life. And whether or not you like him, whether or not you get triggered by him, whether or not you think he's the antichrist or like whoever he is, you can't deny the beauty, the beauty of his teachings. Uh, and it's specifically his teachings on the human condition and pulling ideas together and why civilization is the way it is, right? You can believe whatever you want to believe about him politically, but in 12 rules for life, there is a chapter on meaning. And I would encourage people, like, I've got the book just over there. I would encourage people to buy the book just to read the chapter on meaning, right? Because everything else in there is awesome, but it's his book on meaning. And he has this, I've actually highlighted this uh, in my Kindle. Um, he has this, he has this, it's like this three paragraph. Do, should, do you want me to just read it? That would be awesome. Yeah, yeah. That would be kick-ass because I, I haven't read his book. Um, yeah, well, we know how you feel about books, Jonathan. Hey, man, fuck you. Put that yeah. on the pod. Put that on a T-shirt. That, what? Fuck you? Yeah. 161. All right, let me find this. Uh, 161. Do you want to keep the people entertained? Oh man, they're already so entertained. They just have to take one look into my eyes and here we go. Away they go. Oh wow, you're going you're going down that route. Okay. <laughs> uh, I'm excited actually. Oh my god, I love this shit so much. Okay, I'm just gonna pick a, a uh I'm just gonna pick a point. We'll just read the three, basically the two pages. If you decide that you are not justified in your resentment of being, despite its inequity and pain, you may come to notice things that you could fix to reduce even by a small bit, some unnecessary pain and suffering. You may come to ask yourself, what should I do today? In a manner that means, how could I use my time to make things better instead of worse? Such tasks may announce themselves as the pile of undone paperwork that you could attend to the room that you could make a bit more welcoming or the meal that could be a bit more delicious and more gratefully delivered to your family. Mm. You may find that if you attend to these moral obligations, once you've placed make the world better at the top of your value hierarchy, you will experience ever deepening meaning. It's not bliss. It's not happiness. It's something more like atonement for the criminal fact of your fractured and damaged being. It's payment of the debt you owe for the insane and horrible miracle of your existence. It's how you remember the Holocaust. It's how you make amends for the pathology of history. It's the adoption of responsibility for being a potential denizen of hell. <clears throat> it's a willingness to serve as an angel of paradise. Expedience as in doing what's easy. That's hiding all of the skeletons in the closet. That's covering the blood you just spilled with a carpet. That's avoiding responsibility. It's cowardly and shallow and wrong. It's wrong because mere expedience, just doing what's easy, multiplied by many repetitions, produces the character of a demon. It's what produces hell. It's wrong because expedience merely transfers the curse on your head to someone else, 
or to your future self in a manner that will make your future and your future generally worse instead of better. There is no faith and no courage and no sacrifice in doing what is easy. There is no careful observation that actions and presumptions matter or that the world is made of what matters. To have meaning in your life is better than to have what you want because you may, either know, you may neither know what you want nor what you truly need. Meaning is something that comes upon you of its own accord. You can set up the preconditions, you can follow meaning when it manifests itself, but you simply cannot produce it as an act of will. Meaning signifies that you are in the right place at the right time, properly balanced between order and chaos, where everything lines up as it's best as it can in that moment. What is expedient and what is easy works only for the moment. It's immediate, impulsive, and limited. What is meaningful, by contrast, is the organization of what would otherwise be merely expedient into a symphony of being. Meaning is what is put forth more powerfully than words can express, even by something like Beethoven's Ode to Joy, a triumphant bringing forth from the void of a pattern after pattern upon beautiful pattern, every instrument playing its part, disciplined voices laying on top of that, spanning the entire breadth of human emotion from despair to exhilaration. Meaning is what manifests itself when the many levels of being arrange themselves into a perfectly functioning harmony. From atomic microcosm to cell, to organ, to individual, to society, to nature, to cosmos. So that action at every single level beautifully and perfectly facilitates actions at all, such that the past, present, and future are at all once redeemed and reconciled. Meaning is what emerges beautifully and profoundly like a newly formed rosebud opening itself out of the nothingness into the light of sun and God. Meaning is the loaded is striving upward through the dark day, the dark lake depths, through the ever clearing water, blooming forth on the very surface, revealing within itself the Buddha, himself perfectly integrated, such that the revelation of divine will can make it man itself, itself manifest in his every word and gesture. Meaning is when everything there is comes together in an ecstatic dance of single purpose. The glorification of a reality so that no matter how good it has suddenly become, it can get better and better and better more deeply and more forever into the future. Meaning happens when that dance has become so intense that all the horrors of the past, all the terrible struggle engaged in by all of life and all of humanity until that moment becomes a necessary and worthwhile part of the increasingly successful attempt to build something truly mighty and good. Meaning is the ultimate balance between on the one hand, the chaos of transformation and possibility, and on the other, the discipline of pristine order, whose purpose is to produce out of that chaos, a new order that will be even more immaculate, even more capable of bringing forth an even better and more balanced and more productive version of chaos and order. Meaning is the way, the way of the hero, the path of life more abundant, the place that you live when you are guided by love and speaking truth and when nothing you want or possibly could want takes any precedence over being guided by love, being guided by truth and following the way. Hey, first of all, if this ever goes tits up, I should totally read books for a living. Dude. How dope's my reading voice? Anyway, sorry. That and um, dude, I've heard you speak very similar. Mm. Because I agree. 
extremely similar. Like in a way, it actually feels like you've wrote that book and that's something that you've said. Yeah, well... Like I know you take a lot of inspiration from... So much. I mean, again, like the biggest impacts on our work, number one, spirit. Number two, my own personal experience. Number three, the Tao. Number four, Jordan Peterson, right? And and the Tao probably... is a big fan of well jordan peterson would be a big fan of the dow yeah sure. he actually he he talks about the dow and then you yeah. know number five tony robbins like yeah oh, and it's like he, so let's dig into what you just said in two things number one like whatever you think about jordan peterson whatever you think about his political stances how he thinks about women whether or not he's angry whether or not he's a white supremacist like i feel like we can all as human beings put that down and just engage with the beauty of what, the beauty of what he just said. That's a, is that another family uh, phone call? It actually was my, no, that's not my family phone, but that was my family. Um, not acceptable. Um, that's not acceptable. Uh, so there's that, right? And then underneath that, it's like, I, what he just said for me is like the deepest truth of life. It's like, when we're in the container and when we're in those pockets, right? What he just described is that pocket of five hours where everything is just, and I really feel in those moments, I am like justifying being. And what that means is, and again, this is what he says, the argument of the devil is that there's so much suffering in the world that there shouldn't be a world at all. And if you don't see the logic of that, you're just not fucking paying attention. Right. Like if we went into a children's hospital and we went to an oncology ward in a children's hospital and we sat down and we saw an eight year old and his mom and dad get told that he's not going to live anymore because of the cancer he has. If we saw that happen, there's no way at some level we wouldn't have to think, fuck, maybe, maybe we just shouldn't have life at all. Yeah, right. man. So I'm not. I'm not around any of that. No, like, you know, but, as most human beings aren't. But well, it's not about aren't. being. It's not about being around it. You just have to read history and think about yeah. some of the shit has happened, and just be like, this is the fact that we can be so evil to each other. Maybe we shouldn't have life at all, right? Maybe it's all. Maybe this whole suffering thing is so bad that like maybe we should just Thanos this whole fucking thing. And it's like, if you can't see the logic of that, if you can't see that, fuck, like that's a compelling argument, you're not paying attention, right? You're doing what we speak about when you're burying your head in the sand. You're not taking the problem seriously enough. You're not Mm -hmm. living life because that's there whether you like it or not, right? It's like the analogy we used in the container on the weekend. Uh, When you avoid life, it's like being at a party with all these people where everything's having a great time and you want to leave the party. So you turn the music off and turn the lights off and think that think, you think that means everyone's gone home. Like, no, no, no. Everything's still there. They're still moving around. They're still fucking up your apartment, right? You just think that because you can't see anyone, you fix the problem, <laughs> right? And it's the same thing with life. It's like, so that's, that's the first thing that's there. When we're in the container, I feel like, and this is the like, Again, what he said in that passage was that doing what is good, making the world a better place, living as the hero is the deepest truth. 
right? It's the number one thing in your life, right? That you, you, that you choose love and truth, even when your ego wants you to like, go take drugs or whatever it is. And yet you keep choosing that again and again and again. I feel like in those moments, exactly what he said, that like, it, it is all somehow worth it for this moment right here. And if mm. we keep doing this and we keep, we keep making these moments more and more and more, eventually we can build civilization to a place where, and this is not a utopia. This is just, it's actually a psychological place. It's a, it's a, it's a level of consciousness. It's a spiritual level of consciousness within us all that like it all becomes worth it. All of life, all of the pain, all of the suffering, all of the damage, all of the trauma as a civilization becomes worth it because of who we've become and who we've become for each other. And that's like how I'm living my life. You know what I mean? Yeah, because for a long time, like just hearing that, I thought that flow was in fact a blissful state. Yeah. Some, something like th that was happiness and was just pure uh ecstasy or whatever you want to call it yeah. but it's not it's like all the pain and suffering leading up to that one moment well it's everything because this is why i don't like talking about flow in the same way i don't like talking about the ego because there's such complicated topics that and they get abused by people so much that i just i think they're so poorly explained because flow can mean a sense of timelessness right the joy of surfing a wave at manly beach yeah and completely present with the water well there's a lot of joy in that Totally. Right? What, what we do in the container, there's so much joy in that, right? Because I am in a state of flow, I am. But the thing that's what happens when we're working with men and that men feel when they're in the room is it's like, yes, there's that kind of mental joyful flow, but there's also a flow of something way deeper than us all. There's a feeling of we're, like we're doing good here. We're, we're creating the light, capital L light, mm. right? whatever that is. Wow. And so- I think the thing that people miss in all of that though, and this is how I look at my life and, and I have to be careful not to fall down this. And again, this is another thing I learned from you know, Jordan Peterson is that part of being the hero is to look at the suffering of the world as your responsibility to do something about it, right? Let's look at all the suffering right now in the world. Let's look at climate change. Let's look at COVID. Let's look at inequalities. Let's look at oppression. Let's look at racism, sexism, right? Let's look at the full set of all the suffering in the world, right? All the medical trauma, all the emotional trauma, all the abuse, all the domestic violence. Let's look at it all, all of that. You individually, you need to go do something about it. And that's such a heavy load to carry that people are like, fuck that. I'm going to go take drugs. Yeah. Or, or even just like, fuck that. I kind of need to work out myself first before I even yeah. start on that journey. Yeah. Yeah. And that's why we say, again, focus on serving yourself first before you get out there in the world and you serve. Yeah. Right? And you need to do that. You need to take care of yourself again. Like I'm, I'm realizing, I'm re-remembering how much he's impacted me in all of his work. But again, he'll say, clean your room, right? It's like, get your, get your shit sorted before you go and try and sort the world. Yeah. And so great. But then once you have yourself sorted, it's like, what are you doing with your life that justifies the Holocaust, right? And that's like such a fucking terrifying question to ask. Mm. God, like so much of me kind of wants to push back on that because it feels like very intimidating and very like, well, what if I don't want to live that way? Yeah. And you don't have to live that way. But if everyone in the world didn't live that way, we wouldn't have a world. 
That's what he's saying. It's like taking the easy option. You don't get away with it when you take the easy option. You just give the can to either another human being yeah, or to your future self. Actually, that's true. Right? You, no one gets away with it. It's like if you're sitting at home right now and you're not dealing with the you know, situation in your relationship and you're just drinking to deal with it instead of dealing with it, you're not getting away with it. You're just pushing it till you in the future has to deal with it. Mm. Right? Are you making someone else deal with it? So it is a responsibility and that's, it's taken me a long time to be comfortable with that responsibility, to not reject that responsibility. And it's taken me a long time to find joy in that responsibility, right? Cause it didn't, again, and this is why when we talk about the hero, we talk about to serve joyfully, mm. right? Cause again, you can freak yourself out if you're like climate change is mine to deal with. Dude, even like the whole because of the whole like the Holocaust is yours to deal with. I'm like, Holocaust is yours to deal with. I'm like, dude, what? Like, yeah. But then when you say, you know, if my relationship is off and I'm drinking and stuffing down my emotions to not deal with it, that feels different. Yeah. Well, it's just it's it's a it's the same principle, just at a higher level. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, what if you viewed, what if you viewed your life through the prism of there's a way I can live where by me living this way, I'll create so much joy, so much beauty, so much meaning, so much light, so much love that the past will have been worth it. And I will spread that love and that love and joy and light will last beyond my death and it will keep spreading and spreading and spreading, right? Again, the example that we gave yesterday of that guy, last week of that guy who was with his kid and was so present with his kid and he had this beautiful moment of light and then he shared it with you and you shared it with me and his moment of the light is spreading, mm. right? What if my whole life became, as again, as the Tao says, what if I became a pattern of patterns, right? What if I became an example of the world, right? What if all this feels like it's just too out of reach? Someone's listening to this right now and it's like, man, like flow. I don't have fucking felt flowing forever. I don't even know what that fucking flow is. Yeah. You know, like what, what, what does that person do? Like, sure. Because uh, also to add on, like last week or maybe the week before, I said that you don't have to have purpose in your job. Yeah. Like your job doesn't have to be purposeful. Yeah. Which I think is bullshit. So interesting. Yeah. Because now I'm at from the perspective that you've just, given us exactly it feels very different the game changes the game exactly. totally changes exactly so, so now i'm like well we spend most of our living like on planet earth in a job yeah in in some form of giving back work creating yep. money like whatever it may be yep. so if you're not enjoying that yes if there's no me, let's just choose. Let's get away from purpose because people freak out too much about purpose. They try and over-intellectualize it. Let's, let's, let's choose meaning. If your job isn't meaningful to you, deeply meaningful in a way, why are you doing it? Right? Like you're going to die. Why are you doing it? Mm. Right? And again, I think, and I haven't read that passage in a while and I'm also realizing how powerful it is to read something out loud. Because that landed with me in a way. I think it's, I'm also, you know, just having come from the container and, you know, us living the life that we live. It's like the adoption of responsibility changes your whole life. And again, we had a guy in the container who said, I have no meaning in my life. And I'm like, you have no meaning in your life. Again, this comes from Jordan Peterson because you don't take any responsibility. 
Yeah. It's like my life is so meaningful because I'm like the problems that we're, I mean, it's so much deeper than the problems that we're facing as masculine men, but like, you know, the uh, amount of uh, people in the Western world who are suiciding every year, I can do something about that, right? I can do something about climate change, right? I can do something about that. I can be more mindful of where I get my things, right? I can pay to offset my carbon each year, but mm. I can make small decisions, which, you know, I'm not going to stop flying because I think, again, the work that we do adds up, right? I think the impact that we have on the environment versus the work that we do to serve people, it's important that we serve people, but I can do things to make that easier, mm. right? There are little things that I can do to make the world a better place, right? It's like, why would, if we all live like that, all of the pain and suffering of the world, all the, all the suffering in the world goes away. You won't be able to get rid of pain. That's okay, right? And so like, this is why people are so drawn to what we do because we're not talking about self-help right now, mm. right? It's not how to be a bit more confident so you can smash the big important speech you have on Thursday. Because yes, that is a big problem and you should go and deal with that. It's like, how are you justifying your life? Right. How are you, this gift. And for me, I don't look at it like him where he's like, you've got to justify your broken soul. I think he's a bit lost there. Uh, I think that's his own stuff getting in the way. For me, it's life is a gift. It's like, okay, I've been given this gift of life. I'm lucky enough to be born in Australia. Right. I have the significant advantage of being a white male. Right. I went to a very good school. I grew up in an amazing family. It's like, how do I take all of those gifts and justify being worthy of the gifts? And then you've got to not get too caught up in this, right? Because I think I miss, I used to freak myself out because I was like, my life is so good. Why me? Right? I used to feel not enough for how good my life was. It's something that used to like really eat at me. Wow. Uh, doesn't anymore though, which is really cool. And so again, and I think the thing he's missing in there um, is that it's joy. It's joyful service. That's the solution. It's joyful meaning, right? Because again, we create these incredibly meaningful examples where we have like, you know, you think about red, for example, right? Like we have a guy where, you know, you show up and you're like, you know, this guy, this guy visibly looks like he's carrying great weight, mm. spiritual weight. He's carrying heaviness that he's carried for decades and we have a conversation and we go through an experience and he opens his eyes and he looks 20 years younger. And it's like, what the fuck is happening? And especially when that happens for five hours in a row, it's like, whoa, it's crazy, right? But inside all of that, we're having, we're having fun whilst we're doing it. And I think that's the thing that scares people off. And it scared me off for a long time. Right? I didn't want to take responsibility for the world. I was like, fuck that, right? But then I realized, wow, actually the best way that I can create the world that I want to be in is to live joyfully whilst doing, you know, what he just said. And that's yeah. the way. What comes to mind is that it's very easy to trick yourself to think like it is meaningful. Yeah. And, and in a way it feels like, well, who are we to say that it's not? Yeah. But someone that doesn't like their job that, you know, let's just, pick the almighty accountant. I think the accountant always gets absolutely smashed. Or right. insurance salesman. Insurance salesman or someone like that. Like there is a there is a chance 100% that that person could definitely be getting meaning out of their job. 
For sure. But there's a chance. I mean, if they're an accountant for a charity, sure. Well, but even if you're not, like, you know what I mean? Like you could be, in a, you could be, you could love, you could love what you do as an hundred percent, you know, could love what you do. Is it, you could, is it separate? Yes. No, no, no. You could hundred percent love what you do. And, and by naturally, if you genuinely go to work and you fucking love Excel spreadsheets and there are categorically people like this in the world, for sure, you're naturally going to get meaning out of what you do. Because it's not the Excel spreadsheet. It's the, it, it's what the Excel spreadsheet does. It might be the Excel spreadsheet. Like, or it could it, be just the fucking Do you know what I mean? It's like, like yeah. It, it's not that. That's not the bit. But it's, it's the people who they went to high school and they went to university and they didn't really know what to do at university. So they studied a commerce degree because their dad's in banking and, you know, their mom's a lawyer. And so they just did commerce because that's what everyone does. And that's where all their mates were doing. And so they just stumbled their way through university and they signed up to a commerce degree. And then they just like got a job out of school, like a big four accounting firm. And they're just like climbing the corporate ladder and, you know, they're trying to reach partner and they've never stopped and asked myself, like, why the fuck am I doing this? Like, why am I doing this? Like I studied marketing for undergrad and I did marketing genuinely because my mom said, I think you'd be good at marketing. I was like, okay. Yeah, dude. I'll I go do marketing. I studied property economics because I saw my dad that was in property and he was like, that's the way to make money. And I was like, all right, I'll do that. Yeah. And how easy that is. Yeah. Just, just to go like be do marketing. Mom says I should do marketing. Like yep. that's and I would have been, I would have been great at marketing, but that wasn't the way. Right. Yeah. And it's like you can it it's like it doesn't need if you go to your work and you like your work, maybe you don't get a whole bunch of meaning from it, but outside of your life, outside of your work, everything has meaning in it. And you like the people, maybe the work itself yeah. is so, so, but you, get, practice. but you get deep meaning from the relationships, from the mm -hmm. people you work with, mm -hmm. from, from the fact that your work enables you to powerfully, whatever it is that you do with the money that you do. Right, cool, great. And if you're not focusing on your life to maximize meaning, the risk that you run is that the tragedy of life will break you because like everyone's like, I spoke to a woman once and she'd had like 12 deaths in 12 months, like 12 people that she loved or friends that she knew. I mean, she was quite, you know, in her sixties or seventies. She ever talked about it. I was like, fuck, imagine going through a one year period where every month someone I love dies. Oh. And it's like shit like that's going to happen to everyone who's listened to this. Now, not everyone, some people will just get away with it. Some people will generally have a pretty good life, right? But they're- They're so, still suffering. Like- They still go through suffering, but, but not, you know, heaps. not Not, not yeah. heaps. Yeah. They're, the, they're the half of the 1%, right? And I don't mean money. I just mean like, for most of us, that's not going to happen. And so the question is, well, if you don't have deep meaning in what you do, you're going to get to the end of your life. And it's like, what are you going to do? I, I was watching, uh, watching JK Rowling. Um, this goes back to what we were speaking about last week. We uh, interviewed with Oprah and they spoke about 9-11 uh, and they spoke about the people who were on the planes and who knew that the plane was going to crash and they were making phone calls to their families. And what every single person wanted to say with their final phone call Amen. was I love you. Of course. It wasn't, man, how sick was being partner at 32? It wasn't, God, I love the tiles on the pool. It wasn't any of that. 
We should have got a bigger kitchen. With man, I just want you to know as my final thing I'm ever going to say to you is fuck you. We should have got a bigger kitchen. <laughs> yeah. 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 That's none of that. And so it's like, okay, great. Let's use this as a, let's be so grateful to those people that they've given us an opportunity to learn. When it all came down to it, when it was like, this is your final, your final 24 seconds of the shot clock. Everyone went to the same place. I want to tell those that I'm around that I love them. What if we viewed that in every situation of life? Not just, what if we viewed our work? What if we viewed our, our family? What if we viewed our relationships with our brothers and sisters and fathers and husbands and mothers and, and wives? What if we viewed all of this as, I'm here to spread love. I'm here to give love in everything that I do. And I, I don't ever get a day off of that. I'm not going to be perfect at it. I'm a, I'm a struggling human being who gets triggered all the time. I'm always judging people and thinking, fuck that person. Great. All of that. And that you could just even just attempt to live a life where your sole focus is giving love to yourself first, serve yourself first, take care of yourself first. And once you've done the work to get your shit sorted, you just try and give. And that's what he's talking about. It's like, man, the more people in the world that do that, the better the world gets. Mm. How hectic was reading that out loud, by the way? Yeah, it was great. It was great. Could even, career. could even like pick some passages, you know, from just whatever. Things yeah. that inspire us, things that you've read in the past that have influenced the work, even, you know, some of the doubt. Like, yeah. It's like, that. Well, I've been promising people that I'll read all 81 passages of the Tao and explain what they all mean for a long time now. And I keep thinking about it. And I'm like, ah, oh, uh, not today. Yeah, not today. I'll get to it at some point, I'm sure. But then the whole thing with the Tao is it tells you not to explain it. So that would be naughty. <laughs> um, out of line. But, yeah, out of line. But yeah, man, that's why I like, you know, the, the universal experience of those guys we were talking with on the weekend was... I was shit scared to come and do your program. I was shit scared. Like think about the one guy there at the end who was like, I was sweating bullets, even just saying yes. But something in me, something in my gut told me that I needed to do this. And it's like, yeah, the part of them that wants to live with meaning, that wants to be the hero in their life is feeling us call to him. Say, hey man, you can be more than what you currently are. The part of you that wants the best in you and the part of me that wants the best for you, we're aligned. We mm. want the best for the part of you that wants the best in you. If you come into this very, 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 very scary cave with us, you'll find more light. And as we're going along that path, we'll show you how to deal with all the dragons and all the golems and all the trolls that come up along the journey. And we can show you how to do this. By doing this inside, the rest of your life will take care of itself. And that's what guys feel. And we can deliver on that, right? That's the craziest part of it. It's like, and again, I had this experience when we were in the container in that five hour slot. I was like, man, we undersell what we do because you can't describe it. It's like, we're, that's we're, what I want. Right, yeah. we're talking about a mushroom trip right now to people who've never had shrooms. It's like, totally. I can't. I just can't. I'm doing I, my best. I, I even wrote, I've got, 
I wrote after one of the breaks, some, you know, some profound conversation that you had with the man. And I wrote on my board, I was like, MJ podcast. I was like, what's really going on here? Yeah. <laughs> and I, 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 I literally question mark, question mark. Why does this happen? Yep. And the best part of it is that we don't really know. Like, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> we really don't know. And guys, like we say this at the start of the container, we're like, hey guys, 30 hour seminar. We have no plan. We have no plan, right? There's some things that we'll do at the start and the end of each day. I know what we'll do. But other than that, we don't have a plan. And like, ha ha Nah, they've got a plan. It's like, nope. <laughs> nope. We're just going to see where we go. And that's the beauty of it. Yeah, man. Like, I don't know why it's working. Like, I do know why it's working. I mean, do we know don't know. That. Like, the work works. Like, work works. Yeah, yeah. We know, but we don't really know. Like, we just feel it. Right. And you spread the feeling and you say the truth and you be with these people and you create the container in a very special way. And then, like, magic happens again and again and again and again and again. Every time, magic happens. Now people run away from that magic. It's all too much. People aren't in the right time. Like it's not perfect and it won't ever be perfect. Mm. But it's just, it's a very beautiful experience. Man, I just feel so lucky if you're in the container. I'm like, this is crazy. It's like some, you know, the guy, the uh, one of the guys in the room was like, yeah, this is your work. I'm like, yeah, we're at work right now. Yeah, this is our job. Sure. Yeah. Man, it 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 is... It is just unbelievable. I, what I'm what I'm seeing more and more in my life is like this meaning piece, mm. and like really, you know, like you you're running the, the entire container, like you're on for thirty hours, right? Yeah. And you know, as a facilitator, I contribute here and there, and I'm also like, I get so much meaning out of just being here. Yeah. And it's like the guys even just looking at me as someone that has gone through the process, someone that's, you know, wanting to come to the call to adventure, yeah. right? It, it feels satisfying. Do you get that out of your young book, The Call to Adventure? Uh, Do you get that out of, what is it? Lover, magician? No, no, I stopped reading that because you told me to stop reading yeah, that. Great, don't read it. Um, I'm now reading Ego is the Enemy. Right. <laughs> Ryan Holiday knows what he's talking about. Um, but no, no. Well, everyone knows the hero's journey, right? We talk the hero's journey. Like it's the call to adventure, right? Yeah, man. It's, yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, is there something that you disagree with in that? No. I was just <laughs> like, oh, he, he knows some like technical terms. That's exciting. Oh, here we go. Um, the piece that you were saying though, like the reason that I can do it for 30 hours is because it doesn't feel like I'm doing anything right? It's like, and you'll see this when you start doing them, right? Like the first couple, there's lots of fear because you're like, I don't know what we're going to talk about. I don't know where we're going to go. I don't know how to deal with like, yeah, there's so much fear. And then you kind of get comfortable and you get comfortable and you're like, okay, like we'll probably be okay. And then once you just realize, yeah, wherever we go, we'll be fine. Like we'll figure it out. You know, maybe it takes three, four, five, six containers to feel comfortable with that. Um, Then it's like, doesn't like it it genuinely feels like five minutes for me Mm. right now the third day especially the third day this time like i didn't sleep very well the first night or the second night so i was pretty tired i was fatigued and so then it like it starts to feel like a long time but it feels like 20 minutes instead of five minutes it doesn't (laughs) it doesn't feel like eight hours 
right? But when you're in that position and you're with those men, it's like it pulls something out of you, right? It's like the container pulls something out of all of us. And for me, it just pulls that out of me. I'm like, oh, that's cool, mm. right? And so, yeah, like, I'm sure sitting on the sidelines, sometimes you're like, well, how is this happening? But when you're in it and when it's you and the buck is with you and you're with the guys, it's just, it's timeless. Um, it's a very, like very sacred gift that we get given. Mm. Um, and it's just, you know, we're just on a different page than the other people who were trying to work with men. It's not like, I don't even want to really reference them because it's just, we're a different Dude, page. It feels really different. It just, I, you know, I've been around a lot of the stuff and like, and so have you, but, but actually I've probably been around more. I've done more shit. Yeah. Like, you know, you never went to, you never went to people's programs. Like, you know, yeah. you never did that. And kudos to yeah. you, man. Like, no, yeah. seriously, kudos to you. Um, but there is just, and there's nothing wrong with it. No. Because it, it's like, who, who the fuck are we to say that that's not the right way? 100%. <laughs> and it's not that it's, it's not that it's the wrong way. It's just, it's not deep enough. It's not going to solve the problems of your life because that is what's going to solve your fucking life, right? Living is that. Mm. That's what's going to sort your fucking life out and going to get you on the path that you've always wanted to be on and give you meaning and make you, it's going to draw the person of your life. Like the reason that, uh, Taylor is in my life. The reason that I have this incredible woman in my life is because she can feel that in me. And she felt that in me before I felt it in myself. Right. And it's like, we're all so attracted to people who are, who live meaningful lives and they just, they just get life. They just get life. People who live meaningful lives. It's like, they're just, they're living the flow of life rather than trying to fix it all or control it all make it all work and so yeah man it's uh you know self-help doesn't work and what i mean by doesn't work is it i don't mean it doesn't work at things right like i've been to some incredible self-help seminars so have you and they like massively changed my life but they didn't solve it right there was more things i needed to do more things i needed to figure out more equations i needed to understand it wasn't truth it was tactics and great tactics and some truth but it wasn't truth if you were committed down that path of getting better yeah could it actually be truth for you would that be enough well if you stay on the path of getting better no because this is what happened to me i went down the path of getting better and then i realized this path has a limit like okay what's the bottom of that well what's the well, limit? the bottom of that is i'm in you know I'm in the relationship of my dreams. I have the body that I want. Uh, I'm, I'm working in the business that I'm in. Mm -hmm. uh, I'm learning how to communicate effectively and I don't feel very much. Oh, and shit. I don't love myself. That's the fucking bottom. Yep. Holy I don't feel shit. very much. Yeah. Oh my God. I just got a massive banana. Great. Go team. Like, that is the bottom of being of self-help. Yeah. That's like, you've mastered everything. You're good looking. You're fucking, you got the woman of your dreams. Yeah. Woman yeah. or man of your dreams. You're, you're, you're crushing it in business. Like digital marketing business. And yeah, you've got exactly. You're an online coach. You're selling your fucking, oh. you got a seven figure business. 
you're the man, people respect you and you don't feel very much and you feel like you're unworthy and you don't feel a lot of meaning and there isn't much joy in your life. Hold on. That person, that, that person can deny how they feel to the death. 100%. But it's like, I've, here's the bit, and this is the inarguable bit. We get people like that in our seminars. And they come to us because they've done everything else and it didn't fucking work. And I've sat with those people that you were just talking about who did that at the highest level. Private jets, nine figures in net wealth, chasing Victoria's secret models around nightclubs. Like they went down the get better path better than everyone else. And I've sat in rooms with those people and it's, I hate myself. Dude, I want to run another container like that again. Because I, I, wasn't, I wasn't in that container. Yeah, well, we, we will find people like that again. And when you have people like that speak, who all the other men in the room are looking at that man as he's who I want to be. He's he says, yeah, one. all this shit I have, I hate myself. Everyone's fuck. Everyone starts getting pretty stressed because they're like, shit. Well, hang on. Ryan Holiday speaks about the exact same thing in his, in his first passage of his book, Enemy is yeah. Ego. He yep. tells you like, he tells you who he is, right? And gives this brilliant picture. And it's like what everybody doesn't tell you, all the shit that he went through. Yep. Like just the, the immense exhaustion of yep. him pushing himself so hard. Yep. And like all the fucked over relationships and like the people that were, that, you know, that just pull you down in life. And like, man, people have been through some serious shit. And those people have been at the top of what we would call success. Yeah. And it's like, imagine, I, I love this quote. I don't know who it came from. It might've come from me. But it's like your biggest fear, <laughs> I don't know, I say a lot of shit. Your biggest fear isn't that you're going to be on your deathbed and be full of regret. Your biggest fear is that you're on your deathbed and you won and you oh. feel nothing. That's the one. Because that's how most people who love self-help, they're living. You're going to win. You're going to do it all and you're going to feel nothing. And that's the piece. And then it's like, okay, Right. I did a lot of self-help and only very rarely in self-help did I truly uncover what was hidden in my basement. The, the experiences of my life that were so difficult to deal with that I pushed them away and never wanted to think about them again. Nowhere in self-help, right, did I ever have to talk about things that were so scary to talk about that even just thinking about talking them would make me shake with fear. And we see guys do that, mm. right? It's like, nah, man, let's cut all the shit. Let's go to the bottom of your fucking being and find the darkness and let's go deal with that. Dude, and, and you know, what I've seen in the self-help industry is that they do go to that level at a superficial level because everybody yes. knows at some level. You well, they go to, to the mental version of yeah, it. Yeah, you want to talk about you, the deepest, darkest shit that you've ever talked, you know, that you've never said. And, and it will help. It will help because you've spoken about it, but spoken about it and integrating it, wildly different, wildly different. Yeah. And it comes in the formation of, you know, get up in front of a bunch of people and tell your story. Yeah. And, and what's and even what happens, more, so and that happens and great, all like all fucking power. That, those people, like they're, they're fucking, they're being brave. They're like, like that's exactly. outstanding. And we're not saying but to that. We're saying yes and, right? And that's yeah. so important to get because like, it's not no, it's yes, yes and 
more. There's more down there that we have to deal with and we have to, you know, really learn to love and to let go of. And so, you know, what I'm noticing that I've noticed, I noticed that specifically the last container that uh, we did, you know, just literally a couple of days ago, we don't get guys to tell their story. No. Because that's the bit. Um, let me just plug my dude. You about to you about to die? We only got about five minutes left, by the way. All right, one set. Um, we should look at the comments as well before we go. Um, yeah, because that's that's another way of avoiding how you feel, right? Like I I can tell a great story about how I broke my neck, and I could explain it to you all, and I wouldn't feel anything. Right. I feel a bit of sadness and a bit of like, whatever, but I'm just like, I'm doing the mental approach. It's a, exactly. It's just the story. Yeah. Cause what I love is when guys don't tell us their story and we have no idea about what they've been through and they still fucking let it all go. That, that, that is, that's really interesting to see, man. Yeah. It's like, what if you didn't need to tell me your story? Dude, when you say that, I'm like, a part of me is like, don't say that shit. I want to hear the story. Yeah, of course. My, my, my mental mind's just going, dude, I want to hear what's going on with this guy. Yeah, but I'm like, man, I don't care about what you've been through. I care about how you feel. Tell me how you feel. I don't mind. Like, And it's not that I don't care. It's like, man, I have so much love and empathy about what you've been through and all the trauma and all the pain. And you're so caught up in telling yourself the story of living in the past of what happened to you that you're not, like that's, you're not seeing yourself. We need to put that story down. We need to talk about how are you now? As you talk to me right now. No, I'm good. I'm good now. I'm good. I'm good. Yeah, yeah, I'm good. I'm good. Okay, cool. Sure, man. I believe you that you're good. What else do you feel? And then you start to see the defense mechanisms coming up. No, I'm good. I'm like, man, if you're fucking good, why have you paid thousands of dollars to be in this room? It's like, go fuck yourself. Yeah, and that's only something that you can say like once they're in the container. What I'm like, you can't say that. Well, you can say that at a free seminar, but it's yeah. hard to say that when you even just when I'm working with a guy, for example. Yeah. Well, the 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 difference that I the lucky thing that I have is like people like people kind of know what they're in for by the time yeah. they have a conversation with me by now. So I can just be like, hey man, what are we doing? But yeah. the other thing is I just name that. I'm like, hey, bro, there's two conversations we can have right now. We can have a superficial conversation where we can dance and I can learn a bit more about you or we can have a conversation where I can serve you. We can go into the darkness and find a light. What do you want to do? Mm. And the second they've said, I want to go into light, I'm like, great, fuck your superficiality. Tell me how you're really feeling. And everyone knows when they're being defensive. Almost everyone knows when they're being defensive. Sometimes people's defense mechanisms get so good that they don't realize they're being defensive. <laughs> right it's like their their brain builds a second matrix where then they're being defensive and then they build a matrix on top of the defensiveness where they're just being normal and we've had that and, well yeah we've had war stories of that right it's like i love it when i say to people uh you know you're being defensive and they're like no i'm not i'm like okay right and that's why we set up the room in the way that we do that's why we have the values that's why we run the experience why we do because we need to be able to but what i've realized is it's very important in facilitation that there are moments where I say it's black, they say it's white, and I decide that it's black, mm. right? At some fundamental level, at the end of the day, I decide what reality is as a facilitator. Because if it's not that, I'm like, hey man, you're being defensive. And they're like, no, I'm not. And there's nowhere I can go. Yeah. Whereas if we're in the world of when I say you're being defensive and you think you're not, you have to do the work to come to where I am. Yeah. That changes the game. 
it does change a game. And that's terrifying to be in a to be in a container where someone says, hey man, if you think it's this and I say it's not, you have to come to me. And and we will have, like you said, someone that w- does not want to do that, does not want to comply. And they're actually out. Yes. Like, that's, that's what's up. Yep. I'm like, cool, man, this isn't the program for you. And it's because I'm there trying to be safe and certain, and I'm trying to help them be free. They're different outcomes. And if we want to have the safe and certain outcome, let's keep having this conversation. If you want to be free of this and connect with people, this is where we have to go. Mm. And it's not, and the thing, and I think people feel this now, I think in the early days, it was a bit harder to feel. It's not because it's my way, right? It's not because I'm so hectic that I'm like, this is the coolest way. It's like, I don't know. I, I even used to think this. I'm like, well, it feels like it's his way. It's like, dude, it's not fucking my way. It's, this is what works. Dude, I don't care if it's up, down, left, right, sideways, diagonal. I don't give a shit. I'm just like, I know this will work. If you come into this world and you do these things, you will be free. Mm. There might be another better way to do it. Great. I don't know what it is. And if you're here to show me a better way of doing it than the way I know that works and have experience having done and have all of these, you know, have just done it. Great, man. But I'm not in your seminar, right? You're here to learn. And so like, let's either learn or not. And the beautiful thing is, and again, it's, it's such a unique skill set to be able to work with people who are in that place. Who are like, no, 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 I don't want to, I don't want to agree with the reality that you can, like we've had conversations where there's 15 people in a room and 14 of us agree that someone's being defensive and that person's like, I'm not being defensive. And I'm like, cool, man, at some point, right? At some point, you have to be able to look at how you're being. Right. If you're in a room of 50 people and 49 people, 48 people think you're being defensive. The other guy who's as defensive as you disagrees. Right. But like 48 of the 50 people in a room think you're being defensive. It's like, at what number of people do you finally realize, okay, cool. Maybe I should listen here rather than just trying to be right. Mm. right. At what point? So, yeah. Let's do All it. Right. Should we look at some comments? What are the, what are the comments? I, uh, Oh, my thing up. Yeah. That pyramid painting is sick. Stephen Bear says hello. Uh, Damon Clark, how come Facebook is ahead? Just because we were doing some stuff for, uh, for Jono. Hello, Jono. Hello, Ian. Hello, Sam. Um, summary of the book. Thank you, Stephen. That's awesome. Looking forward to embodiment. Thank you, Paul. I will see you in about 20 minutes. Clinton says, fuck off, MJ. <laughs> thanks thanks clinton steve chapman jordan peterson bedtime stories with mj from gav uh clinton says he suffers from fear of missing jono <laughs> that's nice that is good yeah it is great i like that one yeah andy pap says that pyramid painting is sick hey dan wilson hello meg hey andy pap what yeah pyramid? martin wells exactly i'm not defensive but I'm like, uh-oh. Pyramid painting. Yeah, behind you. But I'm that's assuming. Not, that's not a pyramid. That's a... um. Yeah, but it looks like a pyramid from here. Dude, that's a that's a dock, like going yeah. out into the abyss. But it, it looks like a pyramid. Not for Dude, how about you just How about you just take the compliment? All right, Andy thank Pat you very much, sir. Instead of instead of correcting him. Sorry, see, Andy. Somebody sorry commented, he's such a prick. Dude, see, dude, some, somebody th- commented on my setup. Go wow. yourself. See, I'm wow. winning. Good for you, man. Um, hey, dude, we've got 31 people watching. That's our record. 
Wow. Woohoo! What did my brother say? This is a public forum and I will stay yeah. here whether you like it or not. Yeah, your brother hates you. That's what he said. All yeah. right, this is this is where we lose people when we just don't do anything. Um, cool, bro. Anything Dude, we're done. Yeah, it, was, we're done. it was great. Anything else? Where has the chess set gone? Clinton, the chess set is on the table because Taylor and I were playing. Also, you don't get to ask questions anymore after telling me to fuck off. No, it, hey, it's fear of missing Jono. No, it... it it, it wasn't it wasn't at the start oh it, i don't know, you know about that man clinton you know also clinton don't spread that that's a secret all right uh everyone it's been such a fucking pleasure um i feel like we did really well tonight we covered lots of things um we could like every yeah, now man. and then if you want just like tell me to go get a book um That'd and i can awesome. like talk about some stuff that have really impacted me um because i love that shit uh, I You've love got a lot there too, and even some of your fantasy stuff. Like you, yeah. you know what I mean. I would like to know what you so, stop that. I'd like oh, to dude, know. we can we can have a whole we can have a whole podcast on fantasy. That would be outstanding. Oh, um, I don't even know where to begin with that world. But anyway, let's let's start. It's okay. I'm I'm forcing Taylor to read fantasy books now. Really? <laughs> yeah. I've, I sat her down and I was like, "You need to get this. I need you to read books that I like, so you get the world. And once you get the world, I'm good." So she's uh she started with. Um, in the name of the wind, which is an outstanding place to start with fantasy. Um, cool. All right, everyone. Well, look, thank you. It's been a, uh, Stephen Blair likes the idea of me reading passages. Nice. Um, it's been an awesome pleasure having you all here. I like that we're growing, right? We're doubling. 37, that's huge. 31. Oh. 31. Ooh. Yeah. Um, but yeah, thank you all so much. A lot of love. God bless. Um, feel free to come to free coaching on Monday, uh, seven o'clock city time. Um, yeah so no public holiday on monday i thought there was yeah i thought there was too only only like new south wales doesn't get the public holiday. no it's where it's just western australia I, and victoria no not victoria melbourne's don't get it yeah dude, victoria is where to live because they get the afl grand final off and they get melbourne cup off dude have you seen your backyard dude yeah true come on but still fuck new south wales all right guys love you heaps see you uh, guys i'll see you all oh uh-oh did someone okay. come in again? Is, is it Johan? Is Johan here? <laughs> What's the bing bong? I, the bing bong. The bing bong. <laughs> bing bong. The bing bong is, uh, I think we started recording.